Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Wednesday, the 15th of March. Good to have you aboard. We are a Blue Wire podcast. However you're listening to us, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that fun stuff. That's good for the algorithm. I don't understand the algorithm, but I know it's good for me. Helps me make the monies, so I appreciate that. Love you long time. Everything Zaslow Show 2.0. Of course, is presented by our title sponsor, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. If you've been in an accident, doesn't matter what kind car accident, boat, motorcycle, slip and fall make sure you call Anna Jar. First, you call 911 because you want to make sure everyone is safe. Then you call Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 
Get an attorney on the phone, a live attorney, immediately at 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Got a fun little show planned today. We are yet the NCAA tournament technically started last night. First four. I, I watched a little bit. I know Pitt held on at the very end, so Pitt is officially in as an 11 seed. Uh, you got a couple more games tonight. Another 16 seed matchup, another 11 seed matchup. So if you're into that, you got that going on tonight. The Heat are back in action this evening. They're hosting Memphis. No John Morant. Everybody knows he is in a counseling program here in Florida. I don't really know what that means, but no John Morant, obviously. For the Memphis Grizzlies tonight in another game that the Heat have to win. We'll get you an update on what's going on with the standings there in a moment. The Panthers are back in action tomorrow night. NFL free agency in full swing. Everybody knows that. And today, deals can become official. I think it's at 1 p.m. today. So you may be listening in the future right now. And you know about some deals that are already official. I don't know about it yet because I'm in the past. You're in the future. You have information that I don't have yet. Nonetheless, today is the first day that the NFL league year officially begins. The Dolphins yesterday, Dolphins did make a couple moves. They re-signed both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. I've been saying that for a couple days on this show. You know, my son is like, oh, they should trade for Derrick Henry or, oh, they should sign Miles Sanders. Yeah, those would be amazing, but you don't need all pro players at every position. Clearly, they've made the defense a priority. As far as the all-pro players, I think that's the right move because the Dolphins' defense stunk to high hell last year. And the running game, as long as the offensive line is is doing their job, we saw Mostert and Jeff Wilson more than capable as your top two backs. You get both of them for a very good number. I've been telling you that for a couple days now. I love that move. Bring both those guys back. Let's run it back with that running game. You're going to be just fine. So, and here's also a thing, you know, all right, if, if the, 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 the idea that the Dolphins should go out and get Derrick Henry, yeah, that'd be amazing, right? Now, you'll have to give up a lot for him, but here's, here's the thing where I take a step back and I think about it for a moment. All right, if you're going to get Derrick Henry, you're a running team. Like, you're, you're a running team if you have Derrick Henry, like the Tennessee Titans have been. Not that that's a bad thing, but the Dolphins have invested all of this money and skill in the passing game, in the wide receivers, the quarterback who has this precision passing game. So yes, while getting a guy like Derrick Henry on paper, it sounds amazing, but don't you want to put the ball in the hands of your most dynamic playmakers, Hill, Waddle, to a lesser extent, you know, Tua, but getting those guys the ball. Don't you want to put the ball in the hands of Tua as often as possible to get it to Hill, to get it to Waddle as many times as you possibly can throughout the game? And if you're going to be a running team, if you're going to get Derrick Henry, you're now a running team. Isn't that counterproductive to what the team does really well? Like, I remember there were games last year where, you know, we'd get on Mike McDaniel about abandoning the running game. You know, the running game's not going well, so it's like, all right. And he made a similar type of correlation where we could continue running the ball and continue to get stuffed and continue struggling there, or we can do the thing 
that we're really good at, which is pass the ball and get the ball to Tyreek Hill and get the ball to Jalen Waddle, get the ball to our playmakers. So what should we do? Should we keep running the ball and struggling running it? Or should we just do the thing that we're really, really good at? And while Derrick Henry, a guy like Derrick Henry would be great. I mean, I don't need to sell you on Derrick Henry, but that also means you're taking the ball out of Tua's hands. It means you're taking the ball out of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell's hands. It means you're doing less of the thing that made you really great on offense last year. So would it be cool to get a guy like Derrick Henry? Yes, but I don't think it's necessary. I mean, that's, that's, I'm sure that's a polarizing thing to say. There's probably a lot of people who disagree with that sentiment, but I like what the Dolphins did yesterday, Mostert and Wilson. All right, we're gonna, so the Canes, come on. Tournament, baby! The madness begins tomorrow. What a, what a way to experience the first day of the tournament tomorrow, right? You're watching the tournament, and you're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0. That's what you could do tomorrow. That, that's a big day tomorrow. But anyway, that's tomorrow. Canes are playing Friday night. Spiro Didis is going to join us. NFL on CBS called a bunch of Dolphin games this year. NBA on TNT. And of course, he's got the tournament on Friday. He's got the Canes game. He's got four games, I believe, on Friday, which is amazing. I, I, I can never understand that. You're watching the games. And let's say, excuse me, you're watching, you're watching the games all throughout the day. And it's the same announcers, right? It's like, oh my God, do they go to the bathroom? Aren't these guys tired? I got to ask Spiro about all that stuff. So we'll get Spiro Ditas on the show coming up in a little bit. That'll be fun. And we'll talk a little bit about the Canes with him. If you miss any of the shows this week, we talked a little bit about the tournament with our guy Boog Shambi on Monday. You can always go back in the archives. Zaslow Show 2.0. You can go back and listen to past shows. They're not going anywhere. That helps me as well. So go back and listen to a past show if you haven't heard it yet. Boog joined us on Monday. We talked about the tournament. We talked a little bit about the Canes. How about yesterday? Shane Battier, two-time NBA champion with the Miami Heat. NCAA champion 2001 with Duke. Shane's always real good to us. Great conversation with him yesterday about preparing for the tournament, about being in the tournament as a student athlete. So you want to go back and check that out. Also, you can watch on the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash Show, but, you know, it's most beneficial for me if you go back on the podcast and you listen there. Whatever you want, though, it's there for you. All right. And we'll talk a little bit about that, about the tournament, about the Canes with Spiro Ditas today. So before we get back to that good stuff, and, and we're obviously keeping an eye on Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, th- those two things are in totally in play today, especially the Aaron Rodgers stuff. But hey, how about today? Ted Lasso Day. That's right. Ted Lasso Season 3 is back. Apple TV. I brought it up the other day with Boog Shambi. If you're not watching Ted Lasso, I, I don't know what to tell you other than you're stupid. If you're not watching Ted Lasso, you're stupid. It's the most wonderful show. And, and like I told this to Boog the other day, within the first five minutes of the show, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle this show. Because... Ted Lasso's character, he's super positive, he's so upbeat, he's obviously corny, it's like, I don't know if I could take this, but by the end of the first episode, it's like, this is the most wonderful show, it makes me feel so good, it makes you feel good, that's why it's such a great show, right? By the end of every episode, 
The show has made you feel good. And when it first came out, what, like two years ago in COVID, it was the perfect show for what us as a country, as a society, were dealing with. Because it, it was making us feel good. Can't recommend Ted Lasso enough. If you haven't watched Ted Lasso yet at all, I'm jealous of you. Because I only have season three now. You can go back and watch starting at season one. I'm jealous if you've never seen Ted Lasso. And if I have it right, I think it's one of those shows that comes out every week. I remember watching tonight with my wife. It's 30-minute episodes. I can bang it out real quick. I think it comes out every week. I don't think it's a binge show where... Now, obviously, you could binge it, but I I don't think it's a binge show where all the episodes come out at once and you can just bang out a whole season. I think it's a weekly thing. And I got to tell you, while obviously we like being able to watch at our own pace, I like every now and then the show that's released on a weekly episodic basis. Where, and I know that's that The Last of Us on HBO, right? It was HBO show. Just ended this past week. I haven't watched The Last of Us. I don't know if I'm going to. I mean, everyone loves it, but The Last of Us was one of those shows, right, where we're all watching it together. Not me, I'm watching it, but we're all watching it together, and it's an event every week. Everyone's watching it at the same time. You know, The Sopranos was like that. Game of Thrones was like that. Breaking Bad was like that. And I I like that. I like the event feel to a weekly episodic show. So I think that's what Ted Lasso is. I, th- I think it's released weekly. So I, I, don't, I don't mind that it's not all released at once. I dig it. So, like I said, I'm jealous of you if you haven't watched Ted Lasso. Because you get to start from season one. And I'm starting here from season three. I have less episodes than you have. It's the most wonderful show. And like I said, if you're starting and you're like, I don't know about this. I felt that way the first five minutes. I didn't know if I was going to be able to handle Ted Lasso's personality. But by the end of the first episode, you, you can't believe how good the show makes you feel. That really is what it's about. It makes you feel so good, this show. All right, I've sold you on it enough. Either you're going to watch it or you're going to not at this point. All right, so is today Aaron Rodgers' day? Aaron Rodgers apparently... Now look, it'd be so amazing. I told you, the, I hope he goes to the Jets. But the best scenario is he retires, where... He decided, I'd rather retire than play for the Jets. Now, we know he's not going to retire because he will not share the, 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 the first ballot Hall of Fame stage with Tom Brady. He's not... Because Brady will get all the goal, glory. And rightfully so. No, Aaron Rodgers will play one game next year and then retire before he retires now and is on the same stage, the same class year, you know, Hall of Fame class as Tom Brady. Not happening. So, he's going to play. Apparently, he also gave the Jets a list of demands, a list of the players. They signed Alan Lazard yesterday to a four-year deal, the Jets. Uh, I'm sure he's recommended Randall Cobb. Loves Randall Cobb. And I saw someone make this point on Twitter. I don't remember who it was. Otherwise, I would give them credit, but they're a thousand percent right. So, Aaron Rodgers, who complained every year about the Packers not giving him enough weapons, his list of demands to the New York Jets is to sign all the weapons that the Packers had. Okay. So today looks like it could be Aaron Rodgers' day. I hope so. 
I mean, and look, look at the quarterbacks that you'll have in the AFC East. Obviously, two up best. Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, who I think is going to flop in New York. And then you got whoever the Patriots quarterbacks can be. I mean, they can't, they can't stick with Mac Jones, can they? They probably will stick with Mac Jones because they're going to be stubborn about it. But Mac Jones, far and away the worst quarterback in the division. I think he's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Far and away the worst starting quarterback in the division. But th- those are your, those are your a- potential AFC East power rankings. Number one, Tua Best. Two, Josh Allen. Three, Aaron Rodgers. Because he's with the Jets, he's going to flop. And number 32 in the NFL, but fourth in the AFC East, Mac Jones. There you have it. So that's the order as far as what the AFC East quarterbacks are going to look like. But I hope, I hope Aaron Rodgers signs them. I do. I, I think it's fun. I told you the other day, I was like, oh, it's, it's going to really put a damper in the Dolphins offseason and what they've done so far. If the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't feel that way at all. I don't feel that way at all. So I hope that winds up happening. Before I get to the Heat and Panthers here, and then we're going to bring Spiroditas on board. Adam Schefter yesterday, I think it was on his podcast, gave the details of the contract that Lamar Jackson has been offered by the Baltimore Ravens. Now we know, you know, teams are coming out to say that they, they're not interested. Is this collusion? I, I think it has extremely little to do with collusion. I think it's about teams know what he's asking for and they're not interested. They're not getting involved in that mess because I think Lamar Jackson is being wholly unreasonable. When has a quarterback of Lamar Jackson's caliber been allowed to get to free agency? When has there been a contract dispute involving a quarterback of Lamar Jackson's caliber? Also, these starting quarterbacks, these franchise quarterbacks, they normally have, normally, they always have had an agent. Lamar Jackson doesn't. The Baltimore Ravens are not a brand new franchise. It's not like they don't know how to operate a team. I hate the Ravens, but they're considered one of the well-run franchises in the NFL. The constant in this scenario is the Ravens. The variable that is doing things different is Lamar Jackson. So I'm sorry. I, I don't give Lamar Jackson the benefit of the doubt in this spot. I think he's being unreasonable. And then you get Schefter, who's given the contract demands, right? What well, not contract demands. Well, we know the demands, or we think we know the demands. He wants two fifty guaranteed. He want or two fifty and one dollar guaranteed. So he wants more than Deshaun Watson that that phony baloney contract. And Schefter said it's one hundred thirty three million guaranteed that the Ravens have offered. One hundred seventy five million guaranteed if he suffers injury. So like an insurance policy essentially, and that equals a total potentially. $200 million guaranteed. If he gets hurt, $200 million guaranteed is what he's going to get. Now, and, 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 and Lamar Jackson tweeted out yesterday, I don't know if it was in response to this report, but Lamar Jackson tweeted out yesterday, three years, $133 million guaranteed, and I need an agent? So he's trying to tell you there that yeah, stop saying he needs an agent. This is what he was just offered. He doesn't have an agent. Okay. All right, that's fine. But here's the thing. So Schefter, and I don't think Schefter's pulling it out of his culo. 
133 million guaranteed, with which now Schefter and Lamar Jackson have both said, so we know that part's true. Schefter is saying it goes up to 175 if there's an injury. $200 million total. Imagine thinking owners are colluding against you when you're being guaranteed almost $200 million. Imagine making the case that there is collusion when you're being offered almost $200 million guaranteed. I'm sorry. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Like, all it does to me is confirm there's no collusion. You have a player here. Who's holding his ground? That's his right. He, he could do that. But you could also say he's being unreasonable. Because that money there is it's less than Deshaun Watson's phony baloney contract. And again, you know how I feel about that. Just because one team is run poorly, the Cleveland Browns, why does the next team have to run poorly now as well? So it's less than the Watson deal, but far more guaranteed than the second most deal, second best deal right now, which is exactly where he should be. So he's essentially at the top because I, I wouldn't include the Watson. It's just, it's, it's a fake contract. Extenuating circumstances. He's being unreasonable, Lamar Jackson. It's, it's really easy to see now. But my, my overriding takeaway is imagine complaining that there is collusion against Lamar Jackson when he's been offered almost $200 million in guarantees. I'm sorry. Shut up about the collusion. Shut up. Shut up. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, before we get to the Canes tournament, I think you're going to enjoy our conversation with Spiro Ditas. Before we get to him, Heater back in action tonight. They have Memphis. Obviously, no John Morant. I gave some credit yesterday to Kyle Lowry. There was a story in the paper today about Kyle Lowry and the minutes. Spolster's trying to keep the minutes down, trying to get him ready for the playoffs. 36 minutes he played on Saturday night as a return to Orlando, which was crazy. And then 19 minutes. They were able to narrow it down in the win the other night against Utah. So, and I've been saying, playing 15 minutes off the bench. So somewhere around that 15 to 20 minute range is is probably what you're going to get. Probably closer to the 20 minute range. 
I thought Lowry was very good in the fourth quarter the other day. And that's exactly... Now, look, I don't like Kyle Lowry. I've never disliked a player more than Kyle Lowry on the Heat. But that doesn't mean when he's on the floor, I want him to do poorly. It's not like I'm sitting here, he's on the floor, and I want the shots to miss so I can come here the next day and tell you, you see, he sucks. Like, I, I, I don't want to cut up my nose to spite my face. My nose, my nose is very big. I don't want to cut off my nose to spite my face. I want the team to do well. I don't like Kyle Lowry, but I, if he plays well, the team's going to play well, your boy's going to go to sleep happy. So I'm not rooting against him. But I would say that that's the way to use him. You keep the minutes short. You play him. I, I would play him in the fourth quarter. First half of the fourth quarter, just like they did last game when Jimmy sits. Jimmy normally sits until about the seven-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Lowry should be in the game at that point. A settling force in the offense. Hopefully, he could set up other guys to make plays. I would have Lowry in the game first half of the fourth quarter. Once Jimmy checks back in, boom, you're done. It could be Gabe Vincent who comes back in. Or maybe you go with a little bit of a bigger lineup and you act and you have Hero or even Oladipo hands on the ball. The Oladipo we know is very, very hit or miss. But your closing lineup for me, we're still talking about Hero, Butler, Bam, Martin, and whoever you want that fifth guy to be. Are you feeling Vincent? Are you feeling Oladipo? Do you want that extra? I mean, Struess was out of the rotation the other day, which is probably a good thing. I've been telling you about Max Struess. Not, not a good year. Two of his three full years of the Heat. Not good three-point shooting. Like, la- last season may have been the mirage, unfortunately. And he fell out of the rotation, at least for the time being. So, those are your four. And you could pick the third guy based on... So, like I said, Hero, Butler, Bam, Martin. And the fifth guy could either be Lowry, I don't approve, Vincent, Oladipo. You got some options there. You got some options. All right. Finally here... The Panthers, before we get to Spiro, you know what, actually, before we get to Spiro, let me tell you about Broward Meat and Fish, all right, I've been telling you about Broward Meat and Fish for a couple weeks now, they're our newest sponsor, really excited by the way, got a couple new sponsors joining on board, end of this week, beginning of next week, if you want to get involved with the show, jonathanzaslow at gmail.com, you go to my Twitter account, at Zaslow Show, you can see my my, my email, the, the business email is right there in the Twitter bio, if you're business, you're looking to do some advertising, uh, very affordable, if it's good for you, if it's good for me, we see if we could work something out. So if you're interested in that, you hit me up, and we'll see what's up. Our newest sponsor, Broward Meat and Fish. Let me tell you about them. If you love good food, stop whatever you're doing right now, okay? We all want the best quality food when we're prepping for our next meal. Broward Meat and Fish, full supermarket. You hear the name, Broward Meat and Fish, you think you're walking into like a butcher shop, and you got the meats, and you got the fish. The best and widest selection of meat and fish I have ever seen in my life at Broward Meat and Fish. But on top of it, it's a full supermarket. You're going to do your full shop there. Frozen foods, freshly prepared hot foods, all the groceries you normally pick up, deli meats, cheeses, wines. That's right. At Broward Meat and Fish, you're getting everything you're looking for. And you got a full-service meat and seafood counter. The butchers, the fishmongers, they're going to prepare your selection exactly the way that you want it. You're going to get the perfect cut, the freshest flavor and quality. Here's what I also love about Broward Meat and Fish. You guys are going to feel me on this, all right? Broward Meat and Fish has been specializing in serving the Caribbean and Latin community here in South Florida for almost 30 years, so you know they care. We're talking products that remind all of us where we come from. The shelves are stocked with international brands, Jamaica, 
Haiti, Mexico, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Peru. You're getting the flavor that you love. It's going to make you feel like you're, you're right back at home at Broward Meat and Fish. BrowardMeatandFish.com. Newest location, grand opening a couple weeks ago, was in Margate. Find the location nearest to you, BrowardMeatandFish.com. And don't forget, get your Johnny Cuba there. It's right, including the new picante sauce using the finest Jamaican peppers. I love it so much. I got, I got several. I got several in my closet right now. I, I love that hot sauce. Oh, my God. I love it so much. All right. Last night was a really good night for the Panthers. So the Panthers are not back in action until tomorrow against Montreal. This long layoff from, was it Sunday? Saturday or Sunday, their last game. This long layoff for the Panthers, here's what it's done. Last game for the Panthers, by the way, was was the 11th. So that is that was Saturday. This long layoff from Saturday to Thursday has allowed those other teams, like Pittsburgh, to catch up in the games played, in the games in hand. So by the time the Panthers are back in action tomorrow, all things are going to be even. And then you could have a better idea how many points back the Panthers are of those wild card spots. Last night, though, was a really good night for the Panthers. You look at the teams that were fighting, it's seven teams essentially fighting for two playoff spots. Last night, you had the Capitals lost, that's big. The Red Wings lost, that's big. The Senators lost, that's big. And then, the two teams that have the wildcard spots right now, the Islanders lost last night, and the Penguins lost last night. So, everyone the Panthers needed to lose last night, lost. And they were not three-point games either. No overtime games. So here's where we stand right now. Panthers are the first team out at 73 points. The two wildcard teams right now, Pittsburgh has 78. New York Islanders have 76. Panthers have 73. They're the first team out. But here's the thing. The Panthers and Penguins have now played the same amount of games. It was not too long ago where the Penguins had like five games in hand. They play the same amount of games right now. So moving forward, the Panthers are five points back of Pittsburgh. Both teams have 15 games left. That's going to be hard to make up those five points. But at least we know they both have 15 games left. The Panthers are five back. The place that's really advantageous for the Panthers is that second wildcard spot. The Islanders currently hold it. They're three points ahead of the Panthers. The Panthers have two games in hand on the Islanders. That's four points right there available to the Panthers that the Islanders don't have. That second wildcard spot, for the first time now, it feels like this season, that second wildcard spot now feels like the Panthers can grab it. So here's what we got tonight. The Islanders are playing this evening. Now they're at the Ducks. Ducks are one of the worst teams in the league, but it's the second night of a back-to-back for the Islanders. Long road trip for them. Who knows? If the, Pan- if the Islanders lose tonight, the Panthers will be three back when they're back in action tomorrow with three games in hand on the Islanders. This is a huge game tonight that the Panther fan wants to keep an eye on. So it's a late game. It's a 10 o'clock game. But Islanders at Anaheim, very big game for the Panthers who are back in action tomorrow against Montreal. So you want to keep an eye on that? And then we could have some excitement at FLA Live Arena tomorrow.
So we got the Canes in action on Friday night. Everyone down here is pumped up. Basketball school, University of Miami Basketball School. And joining us here, we love talking to Spiro Ditas, NFL and CBS. Of course, you saw him and heard him doing plenty of Dolphins games and NBA on TNT. And now you got Spiro, who's on the call this Friday night, 725, Canes and Drake. Spiro, thanks so much for joining us. As always, love love that you make time for us whenever we ask. And so you, you got the tournament, which if if my math is right, you're doing four games on Friday. I, I, I got to know what that experience is like because we're watching on television and we're, we're all noticing it. We're like, oh my, these guys, they're doing, they're doing games all day long. So <laughs> real easy question. What is that like? It's uh, it's different, you know. It's it's definitely the most strenuous assignment that that I think any of us work during the course of the season. I remember Jonathan, my very first tournament, 2010, um, very first game of the day. It was a 3-14 matchup between Vanderbilt, which had a really great year, great team that year, against little known Murray State, which you know was one of those first round matchups where you thought the lower seeded team had no shot. You know, undersized, uh, small conference team. Hadn't been tested at all. Vanderbilt was just really stacked. And Murray State not only wins the game, they pull the upset. Kid hits a three-pointer at the buzzer to win. And I could remember going absolutely crazy. You know, you can imagine my excitement. Barely slept the night before. Pure adrenaline. You know, you make the call. Everyone's going nuts. Throw it to commercial. I lean back into my chair, and it hits me that I've got three more games left. <laughs> my voice, my voice was starting to crack. I'm not. I was like in a complete panic, but uh, thankfully, I was able to to figure it out and leaned on my partner Bob Wenzel, who is terrific. So, yeah, I, I it was a quick. It was a quick early lesson on how to how to pace yourself. Right. Like, I mean, I've done some play by play for the Heat over the last couple of years. Granted, radio is certainly. Uh, a, a bit more work for the play-by-play man than television is for basketball. But I was really tired after every <laughs> one of those games that I did. So uh, did how did you learn how to pace yourself, I guess? Well, I think, I think it comes with reps. I don't think there's really anything you can do to prepare for something like that. It's just you learn to conserve energy. You know, game one and two – you know, you won't go nuts early in the game, but at the same time, you want to give these kids and these players and their teams their their proper respect and their due. So that if there are fireworks early in the game, you know, you want to punctuate it with the big call. You just it, it's like running a marathon. It's like training to run a marathon. You just learn when it's time to push and when it's time to maybe lean on your partner and and stop talking as heavily but you make a good point about radio i think the real stars of this whole thing are the guys that call the game on westwood one four games in one day on the radio to me i don't know how they do it that's that's the real that's the real challenge and and you know shock part of this whole thing when you talk about radio versus tv i feel like what you're saying also we got to you got to pace yourself especially early in the game but you want to give the teams their due especially their viewers their due i feel like w- we're all left wondering then how does gus johnson pull it off <laughs> well gus is gus man i mean he's he's a different animal he really is he uh He's just one of those guys, man. I guess he just had the range, and but the, you know, I, I will say, listening to Gus last couple of years, he's kind of t- he's he's a little more tame now. You know, I know okay. he's not doing the tournament anymore, but I feel like he's picked his spots, and he just you know he he punches it when he needs to punch it, and you know he's he's obviously one of the best. So, what is the preparation like? Because again, 
it's it's four games that you're doing in one day on on Friday, and it's not like you know you're doing the Knicks and the Bucks followed by the <laughs> Celtics and 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 the Nuggets. Not these high profile teams. You're likely getting one team, like for instance, Miami's playing Drake. I don't know anyone on Drake, Spiro. <laughs> I'm not sure if before you started to go over your notes, you knew anyone on Drake, and you potentially have four teams like that. Yeah, you know, it's it's taken me. I was just talking about this with with some of my other uh, NCAA tournament broadcast brethren, uh, Brian Anderson and Ian Eagle, and all some of my my heroes. It's it. I can just speak for me. It's taken me probably ten years, Jonathan, to really figure out how to prepare for this tournament and. It's it's preparation that doesn't necessarily just start this week. I think you have to be keeping tabs on not only the Power Five conferences, but some of the other conferences that we know will get an automatic bid. So, you know, I've got Iona, obviously was keeping tabs on them, being a Northeastern guy during the course of the season, knowing that they were the likely team to come out of the MAC. Um, same thing with Drake, you know, a team that, you know, wasn't on a lot of people's radar in, in the Missouri Valley conference, but obviously finished really strongly. So you're keeping very light tabs on these teams. And then obviously once you get into the week of selection Sunday, you start to really hunker down and CBS is unbelievable. I mean, they send us reams and reams of research. So I tell people it's like uh, cramming for a midterm. Uh, and I was not a very good student in school, so it's, it's a little more challenging for me, but again, repetition experience, you kind of learn, what you need and what you don't need, and 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 off we go. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. Isn't it amazing how far this tournament has come? You and I are about the same age. I think maybe you're a couple years older than me. And and I know when when we were kids, so the tournament would roll around. You put on CBS and you got the game that's in your region, and they would take you to all of the crazy finishes as they're happening live. And you would you would have the offer where on pay per view you pay like hundred forty nine bucks and you get the package where you can get every game and now it's just all of us get every single game if we want. Yeah, well, you bring it back some memories. Um, some of my earliest memories watching the tournament, you know, it's just unbelievable. All my buddies would come over. We'd go out in the driveway and shoot hoops at halftime. You know, in between games, we were just all fired up and and we couldn't get enough, but. You just think of how far it's come from a, from a viewer standpoint. I mean, it is the first two full days of the tournament, and, and the first four are phenomenal. I've had a chance to do the first four fantastic venue and date, and that's great. But the two first full days, Thursday, Friday, to me, it's like a national holiday. If you're a, if you're a sports fan, I've always heard people going to Vegas for the weekend. You know, that's incredible. What's been on my bucket list? Maybe one day when I'm, I'm retired as a broadcaster, I'd like to experience that. But if you're a basketball fan, I mean, it's 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 heaven. It really is. And it's, it's heaven from a, a fan standpoint, it's heaven for us. And, and this is, this is different. I mean, I, I get a chance, as you know, to do the NBA and I've called NBA finals games. I've, I've had a chance to do the NFL for a long time. This is different. This is really different. How about, can you explain, I've never been to an NCAA tournament game, matter of fact, and, and they've had it here a couple of times in Miami and just for whatever reason, the opportunity wasn't there, but I, I actually, I was hoping if the Canes would have won the ACC tournament, nor Chad O'Meara gets hurts, so that hurts us, and they lose in the semifinal to Duke. If the Canes won the ACC tournament, I was hoping they were going to be a high enough seed. Maybe they'd been like a three, and they would have gotten Orlando. They'd have been able to play in, the, in Orlando the first round, and I was going to go. So I was a little disappointed with the mm. way it worked out, you know. I've never been to an NCAA tournament game. Can you just describe, you know, for folks who haven't been either – what 
what the atmosphere is like, especially when you got the the student body and you know uh, uh, the, uh, the 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 fans who it's their alma mater, the small school when they're traveling to go to these games. I think you know, Jonathan. It's it's what you see on TV. Just multiply it by two when you're in person. It, it's nonstop energy and just being around the the players, the student athletes. Uh, because even for the big time schools, and obviously Miami playing in the ACC Power Five school, even for these kids, for a lot of them, this is their first experience of this tournament. And you know, look, they play in the ACC tournament. They play in some big marquee games in their conference. But there's just something different at the NCAAs. Um, even the day of practices, the day before the game. So Miami obviously plays Friday, Thursday. They'll take the floor for about an hour, as the other teams will. And the team's bands are there for practice, you know, walking on, seeing the looks on the kids' faces. They're so wide-eyed. And I think it's just infectious. And, you know, for the fans, uh, obviously a lot of family and friends for the kids. And – you know, what I tell people is the raw emotion of this tournament is just not like anything else in sports, because for the most part, for most of these players, this is it. I mean, this is their Super Bowl. This is their NBA finals. You know, most of them, they're not going to play professionally, um, unfortunately. And so this is it. And so the finality of knowing that this is sudden death, potentially the end of their careers for a lot of them, um, you know, it just adds to the weight of it. It adds to the weight of it for the player, for the team, for the school, for their families. You know, we know we get to know the parents and the families of some of these players during the course of the weekend. And so it just reminds us, I think, why all of us fell in love with sports uh, as kids. It takes you back. And especially for someone like me who's around the pros so much, this is the time of year where I think it's almost like you recharge your batteries and you go back and remember why we all got into this profession and why we all fell in love with sports. It's just, it really is wonderful. Do you have much experience around coach Laranega? I, I, you know, not a ton. I've had them in the tournament a couple of times. Um, again, you know, New York city guy, I, I always have a soft spot for these guys and Jim Laranega to me, you know, to see the vitality and the energy that he still has at the it's age awesome. of 73, just amazing. And, and the way that, you know, for an older guy, how he continues to be able to relate to these players. I think he has that, um, that softness. He's a guy who can, you know, who can push the buttons when he needs to. It's such a rarity to see a guy who's, whose career has spanned as long as his has to still be able to relate to these guys and get the best out of his players. And they still love him as much as any generation of his players do. And that's, that says a lot about who he is. He is a really, really unique special coach. So again, you know, the Canes, they're playing on Friday night, 725. Is that, I'm assuming, is that game three of four for you, Spiro, that day? I believe that will be game three of four, yeah. So Kent State and Indiana will be the nightcap. There you go, yeah. So uh, Spiro's got, Spiro will be on your call. Spiro will be on the call. It's TBS on Friday night, Canes and Drake. It's going to be real, really a lot of fun. Last year, you know, this Canes team, there's a real great buzz around the Canes this entire year, really, Spiro, because... You know, they, they made the regional final last year, first time ever in school history. Isaiah Wong returns, and, and then they wind up just being a, a great team the entire season. They they win at the very end. You know, they get a little bit of luck, and they win the ACC regular season championship. We're all kind of awaiting word on Norchad O'Meara. He's obviously a major difference maker. We don't know a whole lot right now. But this Canes team's been a lot of fun. I don't know how much you've seen them. I know you've tried to keep track a little bit. 
throughout the year, but this Canes team's been a lot of fun. There's a solid team, Spiro. Yeah, and it's been it's been you know, one of the great things about the college game this year and really the last couple of years, I guess one of the only silver linings with COVID is that a lot of these upperclassmen have stayed and it's really changed the dynamic. And, you know, a kid like Isaiah Wong, um, and you can go down the list of so many of the top teams in this tournament, they're, they're upperclassmen heavy. And that's been one of the big differences. And I think, you know, a team like Miami uh, has benefited from that. You know, there's a good mix of players, uh, guys with experience, guys that are, you know, get, getting their first taste of these kind of pressure cooker type of games. And and I think you're right. I think the foundation was laid last year with with the success that they had. And this is a team that feels like it belongs. Um, for their sake, hopefully, Omir, you know, even if he's not able to play in the first round game, you'd still hope that they've got enough to to get past the team like Drake. Easier said than done, but maybe they buy him a few extra days and, uh, and get him ready for a potential second round game. But this this Miami team is really good, and and they feel like they can play with anyone. Now, like we mentioned, you know, Spiro obviously NBA on TNT in addition NFL and CBS. What do you make of you know the the collegiate game is so different now than it was when we were young. You know, it, you had the great players like Tim Duncan stays four years at Wake Forest, you know, you, you know, the great players were staying three and four years. So you got to see them grow and mature. Do, do you think the NBA is ever going to change where, you know, when, when you can enter the league, meaning are we going to go back to, you can enter straight out of high school if you want. And maybe we get to a place where similar to major league baseball, if you decide to go to school, you got to stay for a couple, I think Major League Baseball, it's three years. You got to stay in school if you commit. Do you think we're ever going to change things up like that? Yeah, I think I don't think there's any doubt based on everything I'm, I'm hearing and, and reading that Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA and all the, the power brokers in the NBA want to to do away with with what is in place now. You know, the, the kids should have the right if they want to go straight Um uh, from high school to the pros. Yeah. I think the one and done really hurt college hoops for yep. a number of years. And, and now, you know, with this COVID, um, with this rule change, I think it's, you know, we're seeing a glimpse of what the sport used to be like. And and it's just, it's it's such a richer sport when you have more experienced players, guys that are in year three, year four. I mean, we've got guys that are in their fifth or sixth year with some of these schools. And it, it's just... It's it's a more fuller sport. I think it's a more enjoyable sport when you've got the experience. And and I certainly think that's that's the direction that things are going. And I, I hope that's the case. It was part of it was part of the fun back then. I mean, I, I had Shane Battier on my show yesterday, and you know, he was he, he was in school for, for three years. They went to they went to two final fours. You know, you got to follow these great players into their junior and senior year. You got to know these teams and you got to know the players. It was it, it, it. And and by the way, when they got to the NBA, the number one, number two overall pick in the draft, that's supposed to be a guy that could help you go from being the worst team to maybe a, a decent team in one or two years. Instead, the, these freshmen are being drafted and they're huge projects and they haven't got you in the NBA to that next level until like four, five, six years. It's kind of counterproductive. Yeah, and it's it's a tough one. You know, it's it's. Do you want to take these kids rights away to, uh, you know, to be able to go directly to the pros? I, I understood the spirit of of the change and what the the NBA and what the college uh, NCAA committee was was looking to do. I just think 
you know, we need to get back to the way it was. Um, and, and kids have to decide, you know, you have the right, if you want to jump straight from, yeah. from high school to the pros do it. Um, but if not, you know, you have to look at the health also as well of the college game. And so I think that's where it's trending, but I think you're right. Every year there's like a handful of players where you're just like, man, what were they thinking leaving school early to go? A lot of them will make the decision and they don't even get drafted or they get drafted maybe late in the second round where you, you just think, man, another extra year of college would just have put them in a, in a better position to succeed. Obviously there's financial implications, but now with NIL, Jonathan, I think it's changed the game. I think it's changed the thinking for a lot of kids. They're not necessarily as eager to jump because you look at what some of these kids are making. I mean, I heard some crazy numbers, even for some of the Gonzaga players in a market like Spokane, what they're making in terms of the NIL. So that's that's a whole other part of this that I think is changing the equation. But you know, you think of a, of a Tim Duncan played four years in college. Yeah, I mean, it just tells you how much the game has changed. Yeah, and then they draft him. And granted, it was a fluke because Robinson got hurt, but they draft him number one overall. And guess what? Two years later, they won the NBA Finals. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what a top pick is supposed to get you in a couple of years. You become a great team. Anyway, let me pep you with a couple real quick NFL questions here. We obviously knew you were on the call several games this past year with the Dolphins. Dolphins trade for Jalen Ramsey. A couple days ago, we're all very excited about that. Give me some thoughts there. Love it. I mean, this is, it's just crazy to see the evolution of this franchise. And, you know, the groundwork was laid by Brian Flores. I know that that ended really negatively, but I I think he did a lot of the heavy lifting and, and what they've done now with Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel. um, Yeah. They made some, some tweaks to their, their staffs as well. How can you not be excited about Jalen Ramsey, you know, to shore up what they've got on the back end of that defense the big question will just be Tua. You know, what, what's his status? Um, what happens at the quarterback position? I'd like the, the Mike White signing to bring him in and to try to shore some things up there. Uh, but let's see what happens. I mean, this is, this is a Dolphins team that I think is on the cusp, potentially, of, um, of doing something special. Uh, McDaniel blew us away, Jonathan. We talked during the course of the season. Um, his temperament, his personality, as unique a football coach as as anyone that I've ever been around obviously resonated with with his young quarterback Tua who I think needed to be put back together a little bit from a psychological standpoint I know it ended poorly for them but um it's it's a fun time to be a Dolphins fan it's going to be interesting to see where they go another AFC East team it looks like the Jets are on the cusp of acquiring Aaron Rodgers I mean apparently he's uh they signed Alan Lazard. He's providing them a wish list of free agents to sign. What What do you make of what's going on there? Uh, are Are you into that as far as the Jets? Because we know, hey, we know there's a lot of extracurricular, quirky stuff with Rodgers, and it could just be for <laughs> one year. I mean, who knows? He does another darkness retreat next year. He decides it's time to retire. Yeah, it's uh, it's been interesting to say the least. I, I think I'm in the can. And look, it's it certainly looks like it's it's trending in the direction that that Aaron Rodgers is going is to be a part of the Jets. But I, I really I'm in that camp that that just I don't know how that's going to play out. You know, Aaron at this stage of his career, that New York media, you know, it's a different fan base there, and certainly Green Bay, really high expectations every year. You know, it's Super Bowl or bust in that town. But there's something different about New York. There's something different about the Northeast. Um, it can be, it can be toxic at times. And, you know, we know that, that Aaron has had some moments, uh, some sparring moments with the media the last couple of years, they've been on his case, uh, for certain things. 
And if that thing were to spiral out of control early, I'm just not sure how that works out. Um, but all that being said, the potential for Aaron Rodgers, who can still play at an MVP level, if it does work, I mean, my God, that can be something really special to watch. So I hope he goes. I think just from a from a broadcaster slash fan perspective, I think it would be very, very entertaining to say the least. And finally here, Spiro, Lamar Jackson, that's the big one, obviously, that everyone's keeping an eye on. Do we do we think he's going to be back in Baltimore? It's, you know, one of the reasons I know he sent out the tweet, you know, about how he doesn't need an agent. He turned down one hundred thirty three million dollars. Why do I need an agent? So we understand the point he's making there. But part of the reason you have an agent is so you don't have to have the uncomfortable conversation with your employer. So do we think that we're going to get to a place where it's bad blood and he's going to wind up leaving the Ravens? Yeah, you know, you read you read all the different things about the agent, no agent. I, I can certainly understand where he's coming from. Um, you know, a lot of these contracts are slotted in terms of, of where you fit, uh, what the quarterback market will tell you. But just the way this is going, I, I think, you know, I don't want to say it's a mistake for Lamar not to have representation, but it, it certainly has not worked out the way he wanted, and I'm sure he envisioned um, there have been reports he's been tough to to track down, which is kind of hard to believe in this day and age. Um, it, it's one of those weird situations. I, I think at the end of the day, it gets resolved. I think he's back. I, I just think there's too much at stake from the Ravens' point of view. He's he's such a he's such a rare talent and a rare breed in terms of his skill set. I, I can't see the the brand, the Ravens allowing him to walk at the end of the day. I think there'll be some posturing. I think there'll be you know this this back and forth. But just in terms of what the market is, I mean, who do you replace him with? You know, he's such a he's such a fantastic talent, and there's such a dearth of of that caliber of quarterback. I just don't know what the what the backup plan would be. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's it's a Ravens team that obviously feels like it can contend, and it, I would have a hard time believing that they're going to let him walk. Yeah, seven twenty five TBS Spiro Didis. He's on the call. The third of four games. You better you, you got to get a good night's sleep. The night before there in Albany, New York, Spiro, you get ready to go for a, a full slate of games there on Friday. Always love having you on the show. Thank you, Spiro, very much. A little chamomile tea, some incense. I'll yeah. sleep like a baby. Whatever, whatever gets you going there. <laughs> Thank you, Spiro. Thanks, Jonathan. Great job by Spiro Didis there. Of course, all guests, everybody knows, all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are brought to us by our beer of choice, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle brand. Everybody knows that. European roots of the Caribbean soul, a German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Right now, your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. I told you, Broward Meat and Fish. Pick up the new Johnny Cuba Picante Sauce, finest Jamaican peppers. You know what I'm talking about. I love hot sauce. I put it on my chicken. I put it on my fish. I put it on meat. I Don't tell anyone. I put it on macaroni and cheese. Whatever. Whatever you like. No, it's judgment-free zone. Whatever you like. No judgment. So I'm telling you, go pick up that Picante Sauce from Johnny Cuba at Broward Meat and Fish right now. But anyway, Johnny Cuba... You know what I'm talking about. I love when you guys post the videos. You tag me on it. You're trying a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for the first time. Like, Zazlo. I, I didn't know how delicious this Johnny Cuba is. And I'm like, yeah, I've been telling you. So there you have it. If you pick up a six-pack of Johnny, tag me in it. I'll post it. I love that. Johnny Cuba's mantra, of course, 
It's what it, I practically live my life by it. Stay tranquilo. That's right. You think of Johnny Cuba when you hear stay tranquilo. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Here's what we got today. Big deal or not a big deal. Former Miami Heat big man Myers Leonard has been signed by the Milwaukee Bucks for the remainder of the season. He had a couple 10 days, and now the remainder of the season. I'm going big deal. I like it. I think it's a good job out of Myers Leonard. He's worked really hard, obviously, to get back in the league. He, he's, he, he's been in the Jewish community more than I have the last couple of years. So I like that Myers Leonard is back. I always thought he was a good dude who did slash said something really stupid, really ignorant, and now he's, he's turned it around. So I'm, I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Tonight you got the Lakers at the Rockets. Now why would that be a big deal? The Rockets suck, suck so bad. The Lakers, though, they won last night. They're now a game under 500. They have not been 500 this season since they were 0-0. and Now, there's no LeBron James, but the Lakers, who I believe have won 8 of their last 11 games, maybe, the Lakers can finally get to the 500 mark tonight. And when you look at the NBA playoff picture out west, I mean, it is a log jam, and the Lakers are totally in it. So the Lakers can get back to the 500 mark right now. They're 34 and 35. They're 10th. They have the last play-in spot right now. But a win tonight can potentially jump them all the way up to 7. A loss, of course, can drop them down to 12. It's a log jam there. I'm going big deal. I hope the Lakers are in the play-in. I, if the Lakers are involved, it's, if LeBron's involved, it's, it's more interesting. I, I would like to see potentially... Like, like, what if Memphis has to play LeBron in the first round? What if what if Denver has to play LeBron in the first round? I'm into it. I'm going big deal. Now, here's also a funny part. For the second time, second time in three years, maybe. Or is it back-to-back years? But for the second time, LeBron James and the Lakers are a likely play-in team. Don't forget, it was just a couple years ago, LeBron James wanted the person who came up with the play-in to be fired. Some some poor guy making $30,000 in the NBA offices who floated an idea to Adam Silver, hey, what about a play-in tournament? LeBron wants that guy fired. But now, for the second time, LeBron's team is likely to be in the play-in. Does LeBron still want that guy to be fired? Oh, no, because it's beneficial to LeBron this time around. Okay, that's neither here nor there. Big deal or not a big deal? The Dallas Mavericks. They suck. They're ninth in the West right now. Same record as the Lakers, 34 and 35. The Mavericks already have ruled Luka Doncic out for tonight's game at the San Antonio Spurs. Kyrie Irving, he's listed as questionable. He likely won't play because if Doncic doesn't play, he doesn't want to play because then he gets the blame when they lose. And all Kyrie Irving cares about is money. The biggest phony in professional sports today, Kyrie Irving. So I'm going Dunchich being out. I'm going not a big deal because the writing's on the wall for that team. Finally, I got one more for you here. Big deal or not a big deal? Tonight, yes, we're watching the Heat game, of course. But AEW Dynamite tonight. World champion MJF Maxwell Jacob Friedman is having a re-bar mitzvah on the show. We all know Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Friedman, top two world champion. He's having a rebar mitzvah on the show tonight. What does that mean? I have no idea. 
But I'll tell you right now, I can't wait to see. Is he going to get in the middle of that ring? Is he going to re? Is he going to do his haftorah? What? What is a rebar mitzvah tonight? I, I, I'm dialed in. I have to see it. That's a big deal. And that right there is another addition of big deal or not a big deal. Okay. There you have it. Thanks, Spiro Dinas, for joining us today. Again, make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff. I love you a long time. Can we start the show tomorrow morning after a heat win and talking about the Panthers trying to get that second wildcard spot back in action against the Canadiens? And the tournament, the madness begins tomorrow. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. Know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies, For both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204.